This great solemnity was started just under a thousand years ago, and part of the thinking of the Pope at the time was there was already a feast day to honor the mysteries of the Eucharist, namely Holy Thursday. However, on that day, the focus tends more to be on Jesus's institution of the priesthood and service, both of which are, of course, essential aspects connected to the Eucharist. And so we now have another day to focus just on the Blessed Sacrament and the Eucharist and the real presence of Jesus Christ in it. Mother Teresa, Saint Teresa, once said famously that when we look upon the cross, we see how Jesus loved us 2,000 years ago. But when we look at the Eucharist, we see Jesus' love for us right now. In the present, when we gaze upon the Eucharist, we see how Jesus loves us right now. And so the Eucharist is that gift of charity to us, of God's love. Hence why it has always traditionally been referred to, among other things, as the sacrament of charity, because God, who is love itself, is incarnate in Christ, and Christ becomes present again upon the altar at every Mass and resides in the tabernacle. Today, per tradition, also going back to the Middle Ages, we're blessed to have a Corpus Christi procession after the 11 a.m. Mass, so I hope you'll come back for that. It's the first one we've done here at St. Paul's in, in many years. And leading us in the procession will be a banner that we have here at the parish that was actually sewn by a parishioner some years ago. The picture of our Lord holding uh, some bread. And it says on the bottom as the slogan, abide with us, abide with us which is, of course, taken from Jesus' own words in the scripture, in the gospel. And that word abide has very specific meaning for the Eucharist in particular. Because in all of the sacraments, each of the seven, Jesus Christ himself is present and communicates grace to us in a particular way for a specific reason and in a specific moment when that sacrament is being administered. But what's unique about the Eucharist is that after the sacrament, the sacramental action is completed, when Mass is over, after we've received Holy Communion and fully digested the sacred species, there is still the abiding presence of Jesus Christ in the tabernacle. And so there's this unique abiding presence of Christ uh, specific to the sacrament of the Eucharist. And the church teaches, famously defined at the Council of Trent in response to the Protestant objections, that in every host of the Blessed Sacrament is the full body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. He is really and truly sacramentally present. 
not just a symbol of his presence, but really present. And unlike the other sacraments where you have to be Catholic or profess Catholic faith to receive, and it requires being in a state of grace to bear fruit and to experiencing the ongoing effects of the sacrament, the abiding presence of Christ in the tabernacle is here for everyone, for the greatest of sinners or for the person who might be very distant from the church, who might find him or herself wandering in to any Catholic church. Jesus, in his real presence, is there waiting for each and every one of us, regardless of the state of our souls and of our faith. Now, there are many words that we use to describe the Eucharist, and we often use them interchangeably. However, I think, especially in light of today's feast, it might be helpful to offer a little clarification on a few different terms we use for the Eucharist. We hear blessed sacrament, holy communion, sacrament of charity, as I said. All these words, of course, refer ultimately to the same thing. But here in the tabernacle and at Mass is specifically the Blessed Sacrament, where the Church teaches that every crumb of a host contains that full body, blood, soul, and divinity of Christ. Every drop from the chalice that is consecrated is the full and complete presence of Christ. But when we say the word Eucharist, it refers to something broader than just that real presence. It refers to the sacrament itself and the Mass as a whole. So the Eucharist is not just that real presence of Christ, but the Eucharist is what we're doing here, that is worshiping the Father, uniting ourselves to the sacrifice of Christ, which is made present on the altar, and offering it to the Father through the Holy Spirit in a perfect act of thanksgiving and praise to him. And that is fundamentally what we're doing in the Eucharist. The real presence of Christ is, of course, the foundation for all that we do here in worshiping the Father. And so it might sound provocative to some to hear that we do not come to Mass primarily to receive Holy Communion. We do not come to Mass to receive Holy Communion. We come to Mass to worship the Father and to offer him a perfect sacrifice of praise in Christ Jesus. And that extends to everything else at Mass because many people get caught up in the externals of Mass and asking, what am I getting out of it? And questions like that. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you might feel you're getting out of Mass because that's not why we come here. We don't come here to get something out of it. We come here to offer worship to the Father, to orient our lives properly in relationship to God the Father. What we get out of it is secondary. And therefore, receiving Holy Communion is secondary. 
and a fruit of participating in the Holy Mass. Now, of course, it's no small thing that a fruit of the Mass, a secondary fruit of the Mass, is receiving the real presence of Jesus in our very bodies. The Church teaches that in that moment of receiving Holy Communion, we receive an infusion of divine charity into our bodies and souls. It's an incredible moment of unique intimacy with our Lord, that moment when God is present in our souls, not just by virtue of the Holy Spirit, as he always is when we're in a state of grace, but he's now present body, blood, soul, and divinity, the humanity of Jesus Christ there felt in our very bodies. And so that's a very unique and special moment that we should all cherish at every Mass and use that to thank God, first of all, and then ask him to fill our hearts with that divine charity, especially in those areas that we most need it. And so in light of all that, I leave you with two specific challenges regarding the Eucharist. First is the sacrament of confession, which is very much connected to the Eucharist. Because all of the fruits of the Eucharist, this infusion of divine charity, only has an effect in our souls to the degree that our souls are free of sin and have the purity to receive divine charity. And so if it's been a while, or if you're not in the habit of regularly going to confession, consider doing so, so that you can really reap the fruit of that infusion of divine charity in your souls and see the effects throughout your life. And secondly, as I've said before, some might recognize this, when you receive Holy Communion today and every day, we realize we have to admit there's a whole host of distractions that can come to us in that moment. I can speak from personal experience, it's very easy to just sit there in your pew and watch everybody go to communion, right? I know you all do that, we all do, right? You're just dying to see, hmm, who's at this Mass right now? Who am I going to talk to afterwards? So I challenge you, after you receive Holy Communion, to put your head down, close your eyes, listen to the choir, or perhaps sing along if it's a hymn, and don't pay attention to anything else. Don't look up until you hear, let us pray after Holy Communion and just think exclusively about that gift of divine charity that is in your very body. And Jesus himself in his full body, blood, soul, and divinity. And in that way, we will reap the full effects of this sacrament. And we will come to see this sacrament of charity and why St. Teresa tells us that it is in the Eucharist that we see and experience how God loves us right now. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and consider supporting us by visiting stpaulsharvardsquare.org.
That's stpaulsharvardsquare.org. God bless and see you next time.